James Senegal once said, Technology helps us become more efficient and productive, but our business still has a lot of art as opposed to strictly science. Are you tinkering, self-learning, self-improving, experimenting with home labbing? And do you want to become a skilled IT expert? Well, you've found your new home. This is the Home Labbers Podcast. On this show, we'll interview top experts and dig deep to learn how they got started and how they train their IT skills as a master martial artist in a Shaolin temple. And you know what? We're going to have fun along the way. This is the Home Labbers Podcast. And now your host, Vian Du. All right, let's do this. Edwin, welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you on the podcast. Before we dive into the home labbing topic, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, uh, I'm Edwin Arcilla. I'm based out of San Diego, California. I've been in, in the tech industry for about 22 years from doing from support, going from support um, all the way up to um, doing pre-sales and currently here at Oracle um, as in Oracle Cloud, VMware Solutions, Solutions Architect, and um, yeah, still playing around with VMware for more than 12, 12, 13-ish years going on now. How did you get started with home labbing and where did you get the idea? So I got started with home labbing. Um, there were, there's actually two stories. Um, one, one, well, one of the first times was that my friend had a home lab in his home and he was running exchange servers, um, RDP servers, DNS. I mean, he was running the whole thing back in uh, the early 2000s. And he was doing some <clears throat> home remodeling. And he asked if I could host his servers in my, in my house. Um, so that's, that was my soft introduction into home labs. He, and, and this was... Uh, early on in, in my IT career. So it helped me learn um, how to put things together. Uh, so when he would, when he brought all the servers to my house um, and he had everything up and running, he had, I think it was five or I can't remember right now, but it had, he had about five or six servers running out of my house. Um, and he had all the networking, he configured everything. And the way I would learn is that if something were to break, he would have me fix it. So he'd talk me over through the phone, like, Hey, can you, can you run this command? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so, but he would, he would, he would teach me, um, you know, it was, re- it was really like hands-on. It was, it was literally a hands-on lab that I had no idea how to do. I mean, at this, at this time that he was hosting his servers at my house, I was just a help desk technician. Uh, for where I was working uh, at my current company at that time. So, you know, working with, with DNS exchange and um, like being able to, to RDP into the, these servers. I'm like, man, this is, this was all new to me. 
Um, so that's, that's how I, that's how I got into it. Um, but then how I got more into the home lab that I'm running now, um, it was, it was an evolution of, of finding some old servers, some really old servers on eBay and just wanted to get more hands-on time with essentially installing, um, vSphere five. I wanted to get more comfortable in installing that. Um, and you know, for a long time, I didn't touch, I didn't touch the home lab stuff. You know, I was moving around the United States and, uh, more recently, I think within the past three years, um, the, the home lab that I have now, um, I wanted it to sit on my desktop and not generate too much noise, too much heat, but I still wanted to be hands-on because um, I changed my role from more of like the hands-on engineering um, support to more of a, a pre-sales role. And I, I know that a lot of my friends that have gone into pre-sales, they say like you kind of lose some of your technical chops when, when you're used to doing hands-on every single day, you go into <laughs> going from hands-on keyboard to, you know, doing PowerPoint presentations, talking to customers, which is not a bad thing, but at the same time, you, you there's only so many um, conventions you can attend and technical discussions you can attend. But if you're not really, at least for me, as long as uh, at least, um, you know, if I'm not hands-on doing it like every day or every other day or even weekly, um, there are things I, I tend to forget. And, you know, I found that it was an investment. It was a good investment um, in going into the role that I was going into. Wait, your friend had a home lab? His home lab was in your home and you were fixing his home lab? <laughs> yeah, I was babysitting his, I was babysitting his home lab. I'm like, oh, so you brought it to my house so I could fix it. <laughs> so, but he was like, he was my mentor. He was my, he was, I guess, my tech mentor. Because um, before I got into IT, I was working on cars. I was a mobile electronics specialist. So anything 12 volt, and I, I just loved anything in and out of cars, trucks, automobiles, um, like stereo systems, GPS, you name it. Like I was just all about the whole uh, 12 volt world at that time. So he was like my mentor getting, getting out of automobiles into um, tech. So he was, he was that, he was that guy for me. <laughs> so you already mentioned, but what were the reasons behind this? You wanted so badly your home lab. Um, just, I, I didn't want to break the equipment at my company. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to make any mistakes. Um, and I kind of just going through the installation procedures and configure configuration procedures to me. So I'm, a, I'm also a musician. It, for me, it's kind of like rehearsing. Um, so when you're rehearsing a song or if you, you want to learn a song, you want to get it down. Um, to me, it's kind of the same way in tech where I, you know, yeah, I know I've installed vSphere a gazillion times. Like, are there different ways I can do it? Can I automate it? Can, like, how can I? So I try to do different things and, and 
you know, try to make it fun. Um, so, and I can't do that on, on, um, production equipment. I can't do that on my, on my company's time. Plus my company didn't, my companies that I worked for in the past, they didn't have environments for us to learn. It's, it's essentially, Hey, we got this PO assigned, um, and we have this equipment. You need to install it. It's like, Oh man, it's like, no, there's no prepping. There's no testing. There's no lab environment. Uh, you're expected to, to perform flawlessly. <laughs> Very similar to mine. So home is a gym or Shaolin temple where I train my skills and prepare for real life situations. Yeah, that's a, that's a good approach. That's a good, um, that's a good viewpoint right there. It definitely, it definitely helps. And technology is changing. I mean, tech is constantly changing and there's always something new to learn, you know, and, and a production environment is sometimes not the best place to learn <laughs> or it could be the best place. I don't know, but, uh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with the pink slips. What was your first home lab project? So my first home lab project, it was, it was very, um, It was, it was very, very humble um, from, so from the ground up. So I'm not talking about my, um, my friend's home lab that he was hosting in my house. Um, but the one that I did on my own first, I, I just wanted to see if I could RDP using my phone into a server that was virtualized uh, in my bedroom. So if I was out at the mall or out of the restaurant, just being able to RDP into, I just wanted that to, that was just my goal, you know, and it's very, very simple, but you know, that's, that was just something I just want. I felt like I wanted to do. <laughs> Tell us more about your first home lab, how many servers and what software you were using? Sure. Um, oh man, that's a, so there are, um, I was using, I think they were the, I had two HP uh, DL360s. I think they were Gen 2. I think they were Gen 2. Um, so you couldn't, you couldn't put that many drives in there. I didn't have a storage unit. So, um, and I was virtualizing the storage. So the VMs were, were really, really small. It was, I mean, they were chugging along. I was running, um, it was vSphere 5, so vCenter 5. Um, and just using some, some windows test images as, as like, you know, my, my test VMs, uh, was running and I didn't have like a legit switch or, or router on a mall. Uh, I was using a, um, a DDWRT flashed, uh, Linksys router. So it was kind of like mimicking, <laughs> trying to mimic something a little bit more advanced than a, than a consumer, a traditional consumer router. How your home lab looks right now and what do you have now there? So what I have right now is a uh, super micro, uh, 5028 D, uh, TN4T. So it's just a, it's just a, it's a single, a single server, but it's loaded with RAM, um, and kind of loaded with storage about two terabytes of, of, of flash 128 gigs of Ram. Um, but it's, it's a fully nested environment. So it does have ESXi 
uh, seven running. And then from there, um, have a jump host and, um, and then I have a nested, uh, VCF environment. Uh, I think I'm running uh, VCF uh, four zero four zero one, um, and I've used um, VLC uh, uh, VLC. Uh, what is it called? The uh, VCF Lab Commander to deploy it. Running Eero for the home stuff, and then running a Netgear um, wireless router with a with a Cisco SG three hundred to do the uh, to do the switching. I pick stuff because I, I, I was cheap on, I was, I was skimping on my networking gear. So I was just getting consumer grade stuff. Um, I found the, the SG 300 on offer up. Uh, so I think it was like 30 something dollars and, you know, I know I could get a little bit. So the thing is, I, I would consider myself more of a, a, a VMware guy than a networking guy. But now my role is I have to understand more of networking and um, you know understanding the whole stack, not just VMware. So I would say that it's 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 part of an evolution of using consumer grade stuff or entry level stuff, and then bumping up to that next level. I know I have I have friends and coworkers that are just, they're running ridiculous uh, equipment um, in in their home labs, but you know, right now, like for, for my budget, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not, um, set aside for that right now. How much knowledge have you gained while having a home lab? It's given me confidence in like, whenever I have to show certain features or if I have to remember features that I need to talk about with customers, um, or even if I have to do a demo just say like on like distributed firewall, I could just jump into NSXT and do what I need to do. Um, you know, I, I, I know I could easily do it through a hands-on lab, VMware hands-on labs, but there's just something about spinning up your own environment and being able to, to just hop into the other room and, and do what you need to do. It's a little, it's a lot faster. Um, and you can, you can break it, you can fix it. And yeah, I pretty much have just gained, gained more confidence in, in what I need to talk about. What is the most memorable home lab story you like to share? So not, not necessarily memorable, but um, so I, we homeschool our kids um, to, or my, my wife homeschools our, all of our kids. And, you know, I, I work from home. And, um, this was before I, I had another, um, wireless extender branching off of what we're doing for the home. So I have all these hotspots around the home. Um, and they were doing, they're doing some, I forget the project they were, they were working on, but they needed to have, um, an internet connection. I think they were on zoom or something like that, but, um, I pretty much took down, I took down their connection for a couple hours. I don't even know it until I went downstairs. They're like, Oh man, we've been having trouble with the internet the whole day. I'm like, you should have told me. And I was, I was doing stuff up here in the lab in my office. And, uh, so from, from that day, I got another wireless, wireless extender and then I extended it out 
the the home lab so it's not running off of the the um the home stuff so even though i still have an internet connection it's completely separate it's it's a completely separate environment just so i don't <laughs> take them down <laughs> so that's what i get for for being cheap and and trying to do everything um at a minimal cost so how did you fund your home lab um you know just saving up i've i've saved up for for this home lab uh i i truly believe in in um i guess dedicating dedicating finances to yourself you know educating yourself so whether that be through books through training videos or or like audiobooks um i i have a set set amount of funds that i can pour back into myself for for educational purposes so whether that be like exams or whatever um a couple of years ago um just just saving up for this and 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 really having that funding set aside for it i knew it was going to help me in the long run in the long term what you also think about you when they see your home lab so the the only ones that are really see what i do are other are other um engineers other architects in in the field or even coworkers um you know i've showed it to to some of my coworkers of like what i've done like hey i i just deployed vcf in my little home lab here and they're like <laughs> then what i get is like why would you do that how much ram did you do why would you why? but it's just, it's really this little tiny box and it's running all these you know it's running the whole VCF stack. First things they ask is like, how much RAM did you put in there? Like as much as it will fit. Because <laughs> I didn't want to generate heat and um, loud fans on my desktop. What is a home lab for you? It's my dojo. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's my practice pad. Yeah. What one piece of advice would you give for beginner home labbers? I would say start small. You don't have to you don't have to go big in your first home lab. Um as you get more into it, as you get more advanced, then that's when you can start upgrading and and spending more. But I think we all have to start start small because it can get it can get pretty expensive unless you have a large sum of money already set aside for it, you know. Um yeah, I would say I would say start small. Edwin, thank you so much for joining and have a wonderful day. Well, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on your on your podcast. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Home Labbers podcast. Our passion is to interview the leading IT experts and get tech enthusiasts all the information they need to become an expert. So if you run at home enterprise hardware and software and you like tinkering and self-learning, then you've found your new podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit up the website at viondu.tech, on Twitter at hashtag viondutrending, and hashtag homelab. See you next time on the Home Labbers Podcast.